Dr. Sarad Nataki. Hello and welcome. Welcome to this special edition of Power 365. Today I want to chat with you about our current state of affairs with our global movement for social justice. I mean, in the most recent episodes of the Phenomenal Woman Wednesday podcast, I've asked all of my guests, what is COVID-19 teaching us? Well, today, I not only want to bring you my take on what COVID is teaching us, but I also want to discuss where we are along this historical timeline that we are facing. I also want to highlight some women in history who have had a phenomenal impact on civil rights and social justice. So let's go ahead and get started. First, I want to say (laughs) welcome to 2020, people. I'm saying that again. I said it at the beginning of the year, but welcome to 2020 because it has shown up. At the onset of the year, I said that 2020 would be the year of manifestation, and boy, oh boy, was I right. No one anticipated that this year would evolve to where we are presently. I mean, the power of collective consciousness is at work right before our very own eyes. We are living through one of the most exciting times in history. You know, you might be asking, why do I say this? Well, let me, let me explain why I say that. When we were all made aware of the presence of COVID-19, we were faced with the reality that there was this deadly virus and we all needed to go sit down and we needed to wait. We needed to hide. Initially, I thought the whole point of COVID-19 was to make us all sit down, spend time with our families, our loved ones, practice gratitude. And while that's true, I I still believe that. um, That's really only part of it. And that's a very narrow view of the lessons and purposes Um, of COVID-19. I think that it's still evolving and, you know, who knows what will be next. (laughs) But um, one of the purposes of COVID-19 did present itself with some key clues. And the first clue um, that I would like to highlight is that, you know, not everyone was enjoying COVID-19. You know, while some of us were able to sit home, be comfortable, stock up our refrigerators, take a break from, you know, the rapid, you know, fast paced life that we have all grown accustomed to living. That's become part of our culture. Um, You know, there were those who were receiving the short end of the stick, who were homeless, who didn't have enough. You know, um, it it really is a disease that highlights health disparities, and those health disparities span across ethnicity. Um, They also span across age, we came to realize, gender, and there are some other disparities that I'm going to mention. Those who stand to be impacted most are those that fall, you know, at the lower end of the socioeconomic scale and those with comorbidities, and and namely um, the comorbidities that are most impacted are those with chronic lung disease, HIV, liver disease, diabetes, chronic kidney disease, severe obesity, our senior population, those with compromised immune systems, and those that also live in densely populated areas. Among the disparate groups, black people have been identified to be at greater risk. And of all of those comorbidities that I mentioned, Black people bubble up to the top of the list on almost all of them. So I say the very first clue with COVID-19 is highlighting health disparities. I think that once COVID had us take a seat, had us captive, the world was forced to see 
With open eyes and ears that are not distracted with the business of life, we all finally see what some of us had known to be true for over 400 years. Black people in America are still walking each, into each day with a, a knee on our necks. I can say as well that the response to this awareness has restored my faith in humanity overall. The world has decided that it is not okay to murder black men. It is not okay to kneel on our necks. It is not okay to gun us down. It is not, to, not okay to enter our homes and gun us down. It is also not okay to murder us without being held accountable. It is also not okay to base the quality of education received on local taxpayer dollars. It is not okay to create food deserts where we live. It's all just not okay. The world says it's not okay. And that, that is beautiful. So amidst the deadly virus, we were told to stay in our homes only to leave for essential business. Well, world. The social injustices of black people you have decided is essential business. If you don't stand for hashtag Black Lives Matter, will you stand when the attention shifts to you and your people? It's only a matter of time until injustice lands in your laps. Guess what? Sexuality is not based upon ethnicity. Disability is not based upon ethnicity. You know, what I'm saying is that if your ideas don't align with corrupt leaders who will wage war against you for having a voice, for living and breathing as an American, a leadership that will shoot you to move you out of the way in order to have a photo op, then you are next. So to stand for black lives is to stand for humanity. Change the narrative. There are enough wins to go around. Stop cultivating the belief that in order to win, others have to lose. It's just not true. That is the biggest lie that has ever been. There are enough wins to go around. Talk to your children. Show them the impact of injustices have on other people. They're not too young. You know, black children are, are black from the time they step into the world. Our black children carry the burden of their blackness all of their lives. It's time that we lift the burden of social weight that has been placed upon their tiny shoulders. Teach your children. Make them aware empower them, you know, empower them to lighten the load. We can do it. You know, do your part to allow black children to simply be children who are allowed to grow into black men and black women and not as prey. Whether you are protesting in the streets or on your social media outlets, for God's sake and for the sake of humanity and for the sake of this country, vote. Do not leave it to God. God has empowered you to vote. You have been granted free will to make change. It's happening right now, folks. The collective consciousness of the people is growing. It's growing exponentially. Be the change. I'll give you some examples of some women who have done just that, who, have, who were and are the change. You know, some phenomenal women who have stood for civil rights and, in, and, and social justice, while this is not an exhaustive list, it's certainly an impactful list. And so I encourage you to add your name. First, I would like to mention uh, Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman escaped slavery, and she became a, a leading abolitionist. She led hundreds of slaves 
uh, enslaved people to freedom. Lucy Stone, who was born in 1818, a leading suffragist and abolitionist. She dedicated her life to battling inequality on all fronts, and she followed the lead of her father. Susan B. Anthony, who was an American social reformer and women's rights activist who played a pivotal role in the women's suffrage movement. She was born into a Quaker family and committed to social equality. She collected anti-slavery petitions at the tender age of 17, so you're never too young. In 1856, she became the New York State agent for the American Anti-Slavery Society. And then we have Matilda Jocelyn Gage, who was born in 1826, was a woman suffrage, suffragist, a Native American rights activist, abolitioner, free thinker, and author. We also have Abby Kelly Foster, who was an American abolitionist, a radical social reformer, active from the, eight, the, eight, the years uh, 1830 to 1870s. She became a fundraiser, lecturer, a committee organizi organizer for the influential American Anti-Slavery Society. And then we have Sojourner Truth, who was born around 1797. And she was an American abolitionist and women's rights activist. She was born into slavery in New York, but she escaped with her infant daughter to freedom in 1826. And then she stood up for herself after going to court to recover her son in 1828. And she became the first black woman to, to win such a case against a white man. We have the obvious Coretta Scott King, who was wife of leader Martin Luther King Jr., who led the civil rights movement to that led to many of the freedoms that African-Americans experience today. And now we are on the second leg of this. We also have Oprah Winfrey, who uses all of her platforms to promote social justice around the world and here in the U.S. And then we have First Lady Michelle Obama, who is amazing, and she has created the mantra, you know, when they go low, we go high. And she is phenomenal in her own right with all of her platforms. She's constantly promoting social justice and she's all for our children, all of our children, all lives. Okay. So I, I strongly encourage you to add your name to the list. Be part of the change. And with that, be safe, be safe and be heard. Take care. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. The Phenomenal Woman Wednesday podcast can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube.